All right, we are recording a few minutes right after the NLCS has concluded. The Diamondbacks are currently celebrating on the field. So we've got our instant reaction to the conclusion of the NLCS. And we're joined by Phillies fan Sam Dechansky again to get his thoughts. But before we jump into this intro music, as usual. Hello and welcome to this instant reaction edition of Side Retired, the only podcast. It's the regular crew, Dylan, James, Nico, Henry, and David. But the star of today's show, unfortunately, is not in a great mood right now. So the floor is yours, Sam. Welcome to the show and the elimination slash funeral episode for the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, first and (laughs) foremost. Um, I don't know what else to say. This is a series we should have won. We played with our food. Every turning point in the series, we were up. And then just in two days, it got flipped on our head. You know, Diamondbacks are a good team, but they're very beatable. Like, they didn't do anything incredibly remarkable tonight. They just played really good fundamental baseball. Stole stole bases. It was like single or a walk. Stole second. And then single scores a guy. And they did that four times. And... That's just how we got beat. The bats didn't bat. That happened more than it should have this series. You know, we want to look at Craig Kimbrell, blew two games. It's it's really, honestly, top to bottom, everybody bears their share of responsibility for this loss. Every one of our hitters had some type of slump during this series. There wasn't an outstanding, consistent game one through seven hitter that delivered for us, ever, like, Every game got a hit, and that was just, you know, why we lost. And none of them clicked except for Bohm. It was a daycare game at the end. Bohm, Stott, and uh, Marsh were trying their hardest. We left too many guys stranded. And it was just an encapsulation of all of our issues that could possibly go wrong this season. Like all the little, little things that could possibly be an error for us. Just everything hit today. And um, rather unfortunate. You asked me, or one of you guys asked me before the episode, what's worse, this one or the World Series? I'm I'm going to go out and I'm going to say this one. The World Series, we were like the D-backs last year, running on destiny. And, you know, we were playing with house money. And this time we had, we had expectations. We were on a mission. We beat the Braves. Like everyone was saying, whoever wins that series is going to win the whole thing. And I'd, I'm sitting here now looking at Texas, and they look very mortal. And shout out to them for beating the Astros. They deserve the 4-0 sweep that they're about to hit on Arizona. <laughs> they deserve it wholeheartedly. But, you know, it's just like, man, it's just such a bummer. Such a such a bummer. Um, I don't know what the future holds. I don't even know, like, what you can do. Like, this is a complete team that could win. I don't know what you add. I don't know what you subtract. You look at Nola. Nola's probably gone after game six. Like, I I, I definitely don't want him back. We, we can let him walk out the door. You look at Hoskins. He's probably played his last game, which is un, unfortunate. But, um, you know, we're in a bit of a purgatory where it's like, this is the team. We have nothing to look forward to. We just have to hope that they do better. Um, and this was a bad, just a bad, bad series loss. 
That's all I got. Like, really, I don't, I don't know. You got questions? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting place to be because I think we all know no matter what the Braves do, they're going to be the class of the division. They're going to be at the top. Yeah. Marlins are in that flux position, too, if they just fired Kim Ng. So I don't know what's happening there this offseason. The Mets are going to throw half a billion dollars at someone and win 84 games. And then there's you guys where the philosophy worked and it's get into the playoffs and get hot. And the beginning of the playoffs, it worked out perfectly. You came in, you beat the Marlins. You came in, you beat the Phillies. You were playing Dixieland Delight and you were playing Dancing on My Own in the clubhouse. And everyone said, we're doing the same thing again as last year. And I don't think anybody... And we can go back to that prediction sheet that was on the side of tired Instagram that said, who's winning the series top to bottom. Everyone had Phillies and five Phillies and six and Henry, you had Phillies and seven except myself, but that's the story for another day. I somehow said Diamondbacks, but that was definitely a bias and not a baseball head decision, but um, yeah, but everyone knew everyone thought Diamondbacks are a scrappy, good team. We all saw it. Gallon's a good pitcher. Kelly's a good pitcher. Brandon fat's been sneaky. Good. And the offense is going to be pesky, but everyone figured let's see Texas, either Houston or the Texas Rangers against the Phillies and have a slug fest. And now we see the Liberty Bell sign is off and the Diamondbacks are celebrating in a cavernous and empty Citizens Bank Park right now, which is stunning to say the least. It's a, it's a shame. It really is. It's, it's a shame. And I was, when this series got announced, I was initially on the more like conservative side. I thought it was going to be Phillies and six. And people were like, you really think we're going to, they're going to take us to six games. This sorry franchise is going to take us to six games. I'm like, yes, that wow. is like, you should not set your expectations high. The whole city thought it'd be four or five games for us, especially after game one and game two. We yeah. beat them 10 nothing game two. <laughs> we smacked them. They didn't have it like Gallon and uh, what's the other guy? I forget his Hell, name. Yeah. Kelly. Kelly, they couldn't they couldn't throw to us. We were we were crushing them, and then we go to Arizona. You, you figure you know they're gonna they're gonna get a game back, and then we go to Kimbrel again in Game Four. He blows it again. Like what are we doing? You know. And once that happened, you know you're like okay, just need to win one, win Game Five, pretty convincingly. And you're like okay, we're 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 the dominant team in this series. We just go back to Philly. Noel has been lights out. You win. And I I really like I think we had the upper hand in everything this series. There should there was no there's no reason for why I'm I'm ranting today. And sure enough, it hit. And yeah, uh, the home field advantage of game six and game seven and the come away with yeah. is best crazy. best home field advantage statistically speaking in baseball history. And but you can't you can't rely on that you still have to hit you still have to pitch late in the games you still have to you know play smart and rob thompson got outclassed outmanaged and yeah i i that's just what happened like we just got beat i mean when i like over the past couple of weeks i've become an active consumer of philly's tiktok which is a fascinating place to be yeah yeah but and and like and when I tell you that Phillies fans have been calling for Craig Kimbrell's head, yeah. like they've been, they've been calling for his head. And I, it feels partially like you can't put it all on Kimbrell, right? You had, you had two games at home to win one and you should have gotten it done. But man, that's, 
Honestly, my question is, how does this impact Frank Kimbrell's legacy? Because like he's he's been known yeah. as like he's been known as a great guy, but who sort of chokes. And as a closer, you can't choke. So like seeing where he goes next is gonna be super interesting and mm-hmm. seeing how he gets honestly like remembered. Because at this point now it's starting to feel like he's a guy who just can't get it done in the back half of his career. Yeah, I I don't think his uh like his long-term legacy is impacted, but I think Phillies fans will always remember him negatively forever. Um, and like you said, it's not no, it's not all his fault. You can probably put two losses on him, but also that game three, we had one run. That's unacceptable. That game four, yeah, he blew it. He fully blew it. That was his fault, 100 percent But like it was it was everybody, it was the whole team. The whole team messed up. It's a it's a weird situation because I guess it's not as bad as Chapman, who's remembered more for the Altuve home runs and everything like that. But Kimbrell. You do reach the point in his career now, and again, we're not going to harp on Craig Kimbrell because there's bigger issues with this Phillies team, I assume, because Kimbrell, one of those guys, it's an easy decision. He's not back next year, plain and simple. It's the NOLA, it's the Hoskins, who have been the guys who have been there since the last time you guys sucked and went through almost the rebuild to get to this point and have been the pillars of this Phillies team. I know this is basically at this point Bryce Harper's team, but... It equally is Reese Hoskins' team when you think about it. And Aaron Nola has been that guy. I know we did the side retired TikTok video where it's Aaron Nola has the most wins and it's relatively not close in the last decade. But I guess, Nico, I will come to you on this one because we've reached 10 minutes into the podcast and have not mentioned this. Would you like to remind our great audience about a little statement we made at the beginning of the series and what's going to be happening on Thursday here at Georgetown University's campus. I wouldn't, but for the sake of the podcast, I will. Uh, Friendly bet because I was just so confident that the Phillies were just an objectively better team. I still think they are, honestly, that I was confident enough because Dylan said he would wear a Phillies jersey if the Diamondbacks lost the series and the Phillies went to the World Series. I stepped up and I was like, yeah, you know, I hate the Yankees. So I, I'll wear a Yankees jersey <laughs> if the Phillies lose. And um, Sam, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> needed you guys to come through tonight. I needed it. So did I. I mean, <laughs> so, but if, I mean, yeah. If I'm anyone in the Georgetown that. area, you'll see me in my least favorite player, my second least favorite player in the league, Garrett Cole, rocking his away jersey. In in shame, <laughs> in shame. <laughs> and thank you to Mr. Fernandez. We know the jersey is in route right now to Washington D.C., and it'll be here tomorrow. And Thursday is going to be the day. We got hitting practice here for club baseball, and Nico will be donning from classes to MSB oh to anywhere like that. That I will call in a Garrett Cullen again. All the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and everything like that. We'll be for sure. Posting that at Side Retired Pod. Get ready for the Garrett Cole jersey. Um, But we will get to, Sam, because I've got a fun little segment for us here. And you're going to be the focus of this one, but anyone else feel free to chime in. We're going to go with the old-fashioned stay or go. And this is, we'll give you a list of some people associated with the Phillies. And you're going to say, do you want them to be a part of the team in 2024? Or is it time to go? And we're going to start off with the manager himself, Rob Thompson. Stay. Reese Hoskins. He's going to go. 
would you keep him though? Like on a qualifying offer type deal? Yeah, I, I'd be into that. But I mean, we won without him. True. You know, I, I don't know. I want to chime in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, first of all, wasn't Reese Hoskin injured for this entire yeah. season? Correct. Yeah. You can't blame him on no. this particular season. No, missing not, out not at all. Just to release him or make him go to another team. Well, I no, think he could be a great stuff. fed stop for stop this next – For the, the I, I understand that, but if you re-sign him, then Harper can be the DH or maybe go back into the outfield because Castellanos and Schwarber, they're not really that great in the outfield. Well, Schwarber, Schwarber's barely playing – outfield these days yeah we we kind of figured out a way around him he's probably DHing by to is, is harper do they know if the plan and sam i don't know if he yeah knows. yeah he's gonna play in right next year that's the plan as he plays so you gotta have hoskins back on the team if he's gonna be fully healthy because if you put harper back at first who's gonna be in the outfield no one really really good that really good defensively right yeah i mean Ro, yeah rojas rojas was great Marshall's probably gonna I mean, start and Marsh as well. That's my point. I think that you gotta bring him back at least on a one-year deal just to give him a chance to come off his injury and prove that he is worthy to stay with the team for another couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. I think the statistic is Hoskins has never had below 27 homers in a season in a full year, so that excludes the rookie year and the 2020 COVID season. But yeah, I'd like him to stay. I'd like him to stay. Yeah. Um, but I think he will go. I think someone else will give him more money than the, the Phillies will. I think there's a good comp for him could be the Michael Conforto deal where yeah. the season that he's lost, you take the two-year deal, opt out after year one. And as much as I'd love for it to be Philly because he feels just like a Philly, the rotation makes sense of a Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, Derek Hall still exists kind of. Um, I just don't know where Hoskins fits long-term on this team. With that being said, would you keep Castellanos, Schwarber around next year, or would you look to somehow find a way to shed their 20 mil contracts? i keep Schwarber. Castellanos, yeah. he can honestly go at this point. Um, oh. He's been proven to be somewhat unreliable. Like he had a home, he was one for yeah 20 something this mm-hmm. series. You can't have that. He wasn't good at all last year. He was good this year. Like he hit his stride. He got an all-star nod. But I, if we can somehow get rid of Cassianos, I would get rid of him. Schwarber is what he is. I think he's a unique weapon for our offense, especially him batting leadoff and you know, the ability to just start a game up one nothing. Most times is pretty, pretty promising. So I, I would keep Schwarber, um, but I would let Cassianos walk, and you know, save some cap space there. And then the the big question, because I know you said you're almost a team kind of stuck in your way. And there's nothing, you're not going to blow it up. There's mm-hmm. not a glaring move there. Like, right, let's get a this or get a that. But is right. there a free agent out there right now that whether it's a Yamamoto to become your number two, whether it's you love Marsh and Rojas, but Cody Bellinger could be that center fielder for the next five years. Is there a guy, obviously Otani's the white whale and his yeah. different conversation, <laughs> but is there a guy out there that you're like, that's the guy that Dombrowski, maybe this is the type of move because as a Mets fan, I know our whole thing was Steve's going to get pissed when we lost last year and he went out and signed Verlander and Senga and all that. Dombrowski in the past has proved 
get me angry and the solution is spend a ton of money from experience (laughs) the one thing i can say is that from knowing him from the red Sox when we won in 2018 there will there's no chance that next year there's like an attempt to take a step back like meaning like oh we're just gonna kind of like tread water i would not be surprised if i think anyone's on the on the table i think if there's anyone that's big on the trade market Peter Alonzo, I, I know he doesn't, he may not fit at anyone. I know Mets also. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I'll rule that one out right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, I, that was the first person that came to my mind. Anyone, trade, signing is on the table, Painter on the table, Mick Abel on the table. From seeing what he did for the Red Sox, there is no stone he'll leave unturned to get this team to win a ring. Yeah, we're, we're going all in. Um, we're just adding, we're not in the business of subtracting. We're, we're going all in. And also, you know, why, why should we, we won the pennant and came within a game of almost winning it this year. Like, you know, the teams, the teams there, they can win. Um, the big signing I'd like is obviously Soto, yeah. you know, don't really necessarily need him, but you know, he would be a cool, like a fun thing to have. And that's, that's what I think the Phillies would do is we'll go out, we'll pay some guy another. $300 million contract or whatever. And, you know, just go out and get it. And I think that guy is going to be Juan Soto for us. And then, and then that I'm, solves the Castellanos problem yes, in right I, field. I would also, they could in theory absorb the contract. They'll definitely want some young pieces back in return. I think Soto has one year left on his deal. Uh, I yeah. think arbitration eligible. I don't think it's been decided, but I think this year's contract was around 20-ish. So he's got probably around 25 next year, if I had to guess. But again, money is just an object for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. But a quick pivot, because we've been doing entirely the Phillies perspective. And Henry, there, is a, there isn't there is actually a team going to the World Series right now. And as, as much as Sam doesn't want to hear us sing the praises of the Arizona Diamondbacks, I think we should at least give them some props here. So since James, I don't think, is with us yet, and he's not able to admit that the Diamondbacks are actually good, Henry, can you give us a little spiel on this team's actually pretty good? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cattell Marte has now leads the National League in postseason history. He's not, he's never not gotten a hit mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That's like incredible. Um, I think I think a person who I was really impressed with today was Corbin Carroll, right? He had not had a good series. And he comes in today, gets three hits, three huge hits, and really, really cements or like locks this game in and and really helped this team win game seven. And I mean, Brandon thought there were so many people who were really questioning whether he was going to be a legitimate option, a legitimate three. And he had a shaky first, he had a shaky game one against the Brewers. And since then, has been great, right? He's he's answered every every call that the Diamondbacks have given him, and he's shown why he was such a highly touted prospect. And they talked they they talked about on the broadcast today that he got sent down to AAA several times, and every time he came back up, he had fixed what they had asked him to fix. He's a guy who's able to get the job done, and I think he's honestly going to be the key if they want to make a deep run. Because let's be honest. Outside of Montgomery and Evaldi, the the Rangers aren't an incredibly deep pitching team. 
Yep. So those Brandon Fott starts are going to be so huge for them if they want if the Diamondbacks want to win a World Series. Those are going to be the starts where you're going to look at look at a team and go, this is how they won if they end up going all the way. And the Can I add in on the Diamondbacks' magical run, by the way? Yeah, go for it. I just got this breaking report on Bleach Report. Cattell Marte deservedly won the NLCS MVP. This was just posted a minute ago. Yeah. He won the NLCS MVP, and he honestly deserves it. Like, breaking the MLB record for most consecutive games with at least getting one hit, like, that's superhuman, what he just accomplished, Cattell Marte. And the overall team, from the pitching to the hitting and to the overall uh, bench, whatever they have over there, like, this is one of the craziest magical runs you'll ever see. If they somehow win the World Series, this might be the craziest run you'll ever see in postseason history. Well, I think a point to jump off that and credit friend of the podcast, Mark Zuckerman, for this comment. He covers the Washington Nationals. MLN, quoting from X, Twitter, whatever we don't call this anymore. MLB will have its ninth different champ in the past 10 years. 14 teams have reached the World Series in that span. I don't care about national TV ratings. More markets winning. More fans falling in love with their local teams is good for baseball. Period. Stop. Couldn't agree more with Mark Zuckerman. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the great thing about baseball. I think in other sports, you have the thing of you kind of get like, I think everyone likes to see dynasties, but sometimes it gets a little stale. Again, not everyone likes seeing Tom Brady go to his 105th Super Bowl of his career. Everyone gets tired if the, if LeBron makes another finals. The fact that MLB has so much parity, the fact that we just tweeted about it, the fact that in 2022, the top three picks in the draft were the Orioles, Texas Rangers, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And what the first team, the first pick in the draft, had the best record in the AL. The second pick in the draft was the Diamondbacks, who right now are in the World Series. And the third pick was the Rangers, who are now in the World Series. Explains like how good baseball is because it's a sport where every single year when the season starts, everyone's got a shot. I think that everyone had big expectations over Corbin Carroll, but I don't think anyone expected that they were going to be in the World Series just because of Corbin Carroll coming and absolutely changing the franchise. Any team, if stuff goes right, I think in baseball, above a lot of other sports, if stuff goes right for you, you truly have a chance. I agree. Unless you're the A's. Two things. Sam, do you ever want to hear the song Dancing on My Own Again in your life? Or is this to their time? No, no, it's done. It's a cursed, cursed song. Cursed ode can never be played in any Philadelphia sporting event ever. But I mean, if I'm at like a bar, I hear I'm leaving. Like, no, we can't, we can't have it anymore. It's, uh, it's cursed. It, we can't, you know, it's, it's a loser song. We lost with it. We can't have that. And then the second comment for the group, congratulations, I guess, to Christopher Mad Dog Rooster on his retirement. Uh, yeah. He said to I saw We that. haven't cursed. We haven't, no, we haven't, we haven't cursed yet. Fuck Mad Dog Russo. <laughs> Because, <laughs> um, yeah, he made a comment that if the Diamondbacks somehow win game six and game seven, he's going to retire on the spot. So tune in to Mad Dog. Rooster. I did not hear yeah. about that. He yeah. he has done his job right for or has done his job for so long, for so many years. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that. Well, I think uh, there was the, the confidence that one Nico Fernandez can also say that he had in the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. And 
I would it's now come back to no pun intended snake bite him and i guess he had enough yeah but of course we have not had enough of sam and while unfortunately the philadelphia phillies run here in the playoffs has come to an end we really appreciate all the episodes sam has come on with us and we look forward to when the phillies hopefully make some moves in the offseason you'll be gracious enough to join us again and while we're dancing into the (laughs) world series we will be having more Phillies content in the future to come. We'll see. I might need a little break from Philadelphia (laughs) sports for a while, but uh, (laughs) thanks for having me on. Absolutely. (laughs) Nico's crying now, realizing he's got to wear a Garrett Cole jersey in 48 hours. Yeah. We won every game by mercy rule. Yeah. And then you just lose. (laughs) Like one, if you get the second game of the series, and you put that up up against their four wins. Yeah, bro, you're bull, you're bullying Sam. This is you're a preaching, form you're of preaching, you're preaching. You're preaching to the. No, I have to wear a Yankees jersey now. <laughs> you're acting like I'm on the team, man. I don't know. Sam, I, Sam, I can't. Sam, I can't, Sam, I can't Sam is in tears over suffer. here. <laughs> I just suffer regardless. You joined in on this. I was born into this. You know? <laughs> Sorry, bro. Is this how you feel all the time, Dylan? Uh, yeah. This is what my friend is really like. So, I had to get uh, one in. I needed that. Yeah, Thank you. No. <laughs> we'll enjoy our fourth place forever finish. But Billy, uh, Billy texted me immediately. So yeah, what did he say? Uh, I don't know. If, I think we used the curse already, but I, I, think, it was pretty, <laughs> I think it was pretty explicit. <laughs> well, I laid off him this year too. Uh huh. <laughs> We've got us. I laid off him, and even when you on June first after the Mets swept the Phillies, and you were <laughs> like, yeah let's go and i was like and you you called me out and i was like we'll see yeah i was good i was i was easy on the mets yes (laughs) oh he just texted me killer podcast (laughs) all right yeah he's now 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 he's now he's making nice anyways he can have that that's fine (laughs) to wrap up today's episode we have a special visitor in addition to sam joining us and that is someone who it's finally time james tausig to admit that the Arizona Diamondbacks are actually good at baseball. So James, to wrap things up, the floor is yours. Concluding statements. Yeah. So I came on here and I said, I'd, I'd admit I was wrong. <laughs> um, you know, and I'd just like to take this chance to apologize to nobody. Absolutely. No one. <laughs> this team is still fraudulent. This team is still trash. Rangers and four. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say it. I won't go down with my ship. I, I don't I, – I, I said what I said. They're, they're not winning the World Series. I'll never hear it. I'll never hear it in my lifetime. I, I, I'm not scared. This team is garbage. Uh, the Texas Rangers are going to mash. Adolis Garcia's going to sun the entire state of Arizona. Um, and I'm just not worried at all. Um, Rangers in four. Um, the Phillies choked – uh, it was disappointing. It was sad to see. Hey, you picked um, the window. You picked the Diamondbacks to win this game. You did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did pick the Diamondbacks to win. Uh, I've been correct on both my game seven predictions. <laughs> I also said Alec Bohm would hit a homer. I think I said that last night. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I will not apologize to anyone. This team is still terrible. This team is still fraudulent. They have Evan Longoria playing third base. Well, um, it's an absolute uh, joke. Ed, Edward Rivera would like to 
heard more of a, would like to <laughs> Emmanuel Rivera. That tells oh, you Emmanuel. <laughs> um, but I would like to say, speaking of Evan Longoria, I'd like to take us back to a Instagram post from December 30th, 2022, which was 42 weeks ago. I was reminded by Instagram this morning. Um, when we had a little thing that all our co-hosts were allowed to make some comments from the Instagram, when Evan Longoria signed with the Diamondbacks this offseason, and a week earlier, Evan Longoria said he wanted to play with a contender, James Tausick sent out from the Instagram a comment on that Instagram, what happened to wanting to play for a contender? And we'll give him a shout out that at Caden, KDNJ1 or whatever his comment is, 42 weeks later, commented on us this morning, yeah, what happened here, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> he found the receipt. The spite, the spite is crazy. <laughs> but he also did send us a follow this morning on the Instagram. So shout I would like to. Hey, I God, would like to God bless him. <laughs> I would like to add that that comment was not me. I have not once ever logged into the sad retired Instagram account. Um. So yeah, uh, I can clear my name of that comment. Uh. So, so that means it it comes from he who shall not be named on the podcast then. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can clear my name of that comment. I've never once logged in uh, or <laughs> commented on anyone's posts. Uh, or James Kelsey wants account. you to know he has never done extra work for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> extra work for the podcast. Well, yes. Well, yes. This may be true that, that I have not done anything of the sort like that. This also clears my name uh from any excess of diamondbacks comments i may have made um now if you go through the last 46 weeks of clips about the diamondbacks being talked about and i'm on the podcast uh my name is not clear uh, of any wrongdoing so i will admit to that um i do think i do think i did comment from my own personal account on something i i quote tweeted side retired like 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 y'all t- y'all commented something and then I commented under it, doubling down on the D-backs being garbage forty six weeks ago. When yeah, I that's, never that's personal, dropped something that's on fine. the side retired account. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna wrap things up here with Sam. Unfortunately, our World Series predictions. We're gonna get you lead us off here. Rangers versus Diamondbacks. Give us your winner and your number of games that this series will go. Rangers in four. Who Henry? I mean, I. I just want to see James say that the 2024 Diamondbacks are the most ass team in the league. <laughs> um, so I'll go, I'll go Diamondbacks in six. James? I'm going to go Diamondbacks in... <laughs> Diamondbacks in... Seven. No, no, Diamondbacks in five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Texas Rangers in six. Nico? I'll go Texas in six. Nathan Evaldi, World Series MVP. This is what I like. Love that. Um, I really don't know. I wanted the Astros and Phillies to be in there because I feel like that would have been a cooler series, but I don't know. I want want James to have to get on a World Series. It would would just be so so beautiful. And that would put our Harry and Finley would have to get to work on compiling all the clips from throughout the years. So 
why not? I'll go demon back or diamondbacks and six as well. And with the demon backs, <laughs> demon backs. That's a fire nickname. I kind of like that one. But of course, again, Sam, we really appreciate you hopping on with us. I know this was probably the least fun episode that you've had on the podcast. But don't worry, when the Phillies are signing Yoshi Yamamoto during this offseason, we're sure to get that instant reaction as well. But yeah, right. Your closing <laughs> thoughts, if you have any. Uh, this stinks. But I'm I'm gonna be a Phillies fan at the end of the day. Like there's nothing I can do. Um, it was fair. it was a fun season. It shouldn't have ended this way. And um, I'm taking a break from Philly sports for a while. But uh, see you next. You still season. got the brotherly show. Yeah, but I know how that's gonna get into. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, I love it, James. You want to add anything? Or are you good too? Yeah, I'd love to add that I had a fantastic time uh, on Twitter last night on my burner account uh, trolling Astros fans. Um, <laughs> there's just nothing nothing easier to do in the world um, than provoke and instigate. Um, my favorite of all being uh, this Astros run was not a dynasty. Two championships in six years, one fraudulent is not a dynasty. Um I'm going to repeat that every single time I get on an episode uh, until pitch one of the 2024 season is thrown. Um, but this Astros seven year run has been one of the most fraudulent um, non dynasty runs. I think we've ever seen uh, in major league baseball history. The giants were a dynasty. The Yankees were a dynasty. Um, these Astros <laughs> are not a dynasty <laughs> two and six, one, legitimate, <laughs> not, not real. Uh, I count, I count the Dodgers 2020 World Series more than the Astros 2017. Um, so, yeah, just just absolute joke. Uh, and if you have Twitter, I'd recommend making a burner account and heading on to Astros Twitter because it's just <laughs> such a great time. Uh, I love it. And, of course, we'll be back later this week. A couple of cool interviews. Tim Britton and New York Mets beat reporter will be joining us as well as we were going to plan on having Sam and a Rangers fan hop on a podcast together later this week. Unfortunately, that's now going to be separated come on that is sad we will have a rangers fan joining us later in the week unfortunately we don't know any diamondbacks fans i don't know if they exist but if anyone out there listening right now is an arizona diamondbacks fan dm us on Twitter or instagram outside retired pod and you can join us to debate a rangers fan later this week as well as all a bunch of instant reactions during the world series and we've got a cool list of guests lining up for after the world series and leading into the off season so Make sure to keep us followed, locked in here at Side Retired. And if you'd like to buy a World Series ticket, which I know they'll be really expensive out there on the market, we've got great news for you, Nico. And what's that? Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, you got to go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code SideRetiredPod, all caps, $20 off your first order. So I'm going to be honest, not going to help that much because <laughs> World Series tickets are about three grand. But, you know, we got stuff, World Series, if you want to get the Super Bowl, if you want to get all your expensive tickets, Super Bowl, World Series, Taylor Swift, if you want to go and see her watch Travis Kelsey play, we can do it. This means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame, and that's it. We love it. So for Dylan, James, Nico, Henry, David, and Sam, appreciate you all listening, and until the next time, the side is retired. <laughs>